Welcome to the Property Developers and Investors podcast, where we explore the detail of what it really takes to achieve great success in the business of property developments and investments. Now let's get into this week's episode. So how can you plan your personal economy? Well, these are these are some proven steps, which each one has sub-steps to it, but these will help you. So again, we'll run through them and then you can just take a picture of it and you build this into your strategy. So number one, you've got to be in the game. You've got to get your head in the right place. Mindset. It's an abundance mindset, a can-do mindset. Um, and it's a mindset of taking action. Procrastination plays no part here. Nigel and I analyze things a lot, but we analyze things very quickly and we move quickly as well in a considered way because we know what our strategy is. So first of all is mindset. And then having the right mindset delivers the right strategy, having the right strategic view. Everything we've talked about today you can see is coming together here. That will enable you to focus on how you create the cash flow from your strategy. It's very easy to say, right, I'm going to find a great big commercial to residential conversion and I'm going to take two years to build it. And the rewards for me at the end are going to be if there's anything left over after I've, you know, the profit in effect after I've paid my investors and the bank and everybody else back. Well, how are you going to put tea on the table? So how do you bring into this a set of economics, a set of remuneration that doesn't take profit up front, but rewards you for the effort you put in to project manage it, uh, potentially? Developers fees, things like this, you can talk with your broker, which creates some pretty quick fee structure for you. After cash flow, of course, leverage. We're gearing up. And there are 12 different types of leverage at least every every month another one comes up. Different types. Most people are thinking time and money. There's all kinds of other leverages. And that's a subject for another day. I've got a, a very specific uh, focused um, video tutorial for you on all the different types of leverage and how you can embrace um, those to enable your business to get traction and move quicker. After leverage assets, what asset class are you looking at? Remember the hunting license? What are you looking at in what field, what area, what type of demographic, um, and whether that's property or business? Um, then, of course, protection. No point in creating wealth if you can't protect it. So what is the right structure? Again, don't over-elaborate on that. We've got members of our team who can help you look at the protection um, of the wealth that you're creating. And then, of course, we don't want to stop there. I want to create scale. And if you can do this, you're not doing one-off ad hoc structures or investments. You're creating a model. And that's what the planning of your personal economy is. It's creating your own operating model. Every time you, you go through that operating model, you'll, you'll look at it and you think, actually, I can improve on that. So you're tweaking and evolving. Now, if you go and do one service accommodation unit over there, then go and do a commercial conversion, then go and do an HMO, then go and buy a business. How are you improving? But if you stick to one, maybe two strategies and rinse and repeat, you know, continuously evolve, your, your systems will get better and better. Your credibility will get better. Your traction will improve. And you may wish to scale up and go for greater volume or, or uh, higher purchase levels. So you have a, create a plan. 
And here's the basic frameworks of the plan that fits into those seven core steps there. Is the why, the what, and the when, uh, the where, the how, and the who. That's classic business plan. You know your cash flow and your net worth plan. Have an operating system that will build. The hardest one will always be the first one because you're creating the contacts, the connections to do that. You're creating a tax-efficient structure, which we can help you out with that, put you in contact with people who can really help uh, very cost-effectively. And there's massive ROI on getting the structure right. Your strategy and this whole process needs to be at the right risk appetite for you. You're not like a lemming. You don't go and follow what somebody else does because they're on a different strategy. They've got different level of resources. There might be a different age, a different risk appetite, all kinds of things. So you've then got to be out there finding the deals. And then, of course, how do you fund the deals? And at every stage, constantly measure your improvement. Now, we need to have the, the filters in. This is a great quote, sadly, uh, dearly departed last year, Sir Frank Williams. And Frank Williams had this quote of, does it make your car go faster? And he would ask this question of anybody who put a business requisition or a, an invoice or a check or anything in front of him for signing at Williams Motorsport. He knew exactly what his business strategy was. He knew that car needed to go faster around the track for 50 or 60 laps than any other car in that race. That was the, the raison d'etre of his organisation. We've got to avoid as business owners and our own personal strategy, we've got to avoid getting distracted and deflected by all those shiny pennies. All they, oh, that'd be nice to do, and oh, I'll go and do that. Um, you've got to analyse, and that's why we had that return on time employed, that selection strategy. I think it was on the third or fourth slide tonight. Um, you've got to say no to things. Give yourself the credibility and the power to say no. And by that way, you're then... You've got your filters out there. You're filtering out the things that don't give you the return that you need, and the, you're then going to focus and hunker down um, and apply the scarce resource you have at your disposal on the things that are going to make meaningful progress. And we've got a developer's program. Again, that's that's complementary in the Equahub seven-part series, probably about 18 hours of content there, but it will take you through all the steps. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel here. All the developers' uh, steps for doing a land development or a commercial uh, conversion, they're there, and they're often delivered by experts in their, in their field. So the systems are there. You won't be the first one to have done an HMO or serviced accommodation or commercial or commercial new build or... Um, renegotiating leases, all that information is, is there, contained there. And you're probably thinking, well, you know, where does scale come into this? Surely the larger projects might be more profitable, but I'm going to need access to a greater level of funding. How can I access the this funding? Well, we, we look at that in many different ways. And you now know that we're challenging tradition all the time. And yes, We've used first charge bank finance, you know, mortgage in effect, and we've worked with either our own funds or working with with investors. We've done that. Um, but as you saw earlier on, driving down that weighted average cost of capital, the financing costs are one of the most um, expensive costs there out with the purchase price and the, the build price. 
So we've got to look at different innovative ways. And I thought Bjorn said some some great things about that social space, social impact investing, social care, um, really important. And that attracts a different type of funding. Now, we don't have time to go through all these seven, but I'll just rattle them off. This is the way you can transform you can look at great covenanted partnerships. We're working with parties who have got unencumbered buildings worth tens of millions. They've got balance sheets worth tens, if not hundreds of millions. Um, these organisations are available. Now, you may not need that amount of capital for your business, but there are partnerships where, that you can create where funding is readily available. I mentioned ESG funding, environmental, social, governance funding. We're working closely with funds who will fund net carbon zero or carbon neutral um, uh, real estate, and they're very keen and very aggressive in their acquisition. Access to grant funding is something we do all the time. There are many different ways of finding grant funding. Some are repayable, some are um, non-recourse funding. So in effect, they're gifted uh, grant funding. We're working with local authorities who will fund projects. We're looking at government stimulus funds and social impact funding. And we operate a triple bottom line in our organisations where we focus on not just the financial return, but it's financial, people, and a return to the planet. So people, planet, profit. Triple bottom line, something we've done for the last 15 years, and it is extremely impactful. And people get the story. They get the wisdom of that. You know, rather than the mine and burn fossil fuel economy, um, they get that the world is about creating outputs and social impact. And finally, uh, SaaS funding as well, which you know we've, we've really opened that market out um, to a greater level of understanding to a huge swathe of people over the last seven or eight years. But in order to access these funds, uh, these funding lines, you need to follow some level of credibility to establish the investability. And the investability starts with you, starts with your credibility. So how do you build that identity? How do you increase your profile? How do you create that personal trust? Then the business credibility, and then the attractiveness of the particular investment. So those last three are really important. Great personal trust, business credibility, so business trust, and then and once you've passed through those two, it's how attractive is the specific investment that you might have. And of course, it doesn't stop there. Then you're constantly communicating, updating. There'll be some choppy water along the way, maybe. Just be very open and transparent and frequent in your communications. And then everybody draws breath and decides, let's review, how did it go? How do I feel? Would I like to repeat that and go again? So there's a simple metric there. But again, there's lots of content there. Um, there's, I've done an eight-part series for you, which is over eight hours um, of the steps on how to create investment memorandums, how to structure funding, how to attract uh, private investors. So it's all there for you. Um, and a system to follow. And this is what we do, thinking differently. Love this quote from General George Patton from, uh, from many decades ago. If everyone is thinking alike, then somebody isn't thinking. There's no room for laziness. We've got to be on our toes. You know, we've got to be relevant, current, and challenge things. So you want to be in a world of like-minded people. Just make sure those like-minded people 
are up for the challenge. Um, Nigel and I are always challenging each other. Um, never fall out, but we're all challenging because we want to test and make sure we've got the right solution on the table. So what strategy is the perfect strategy for you? There's, there's been that evaluation criteria all the way through this evening to establish. Now, I can't tell you what's right for you. When I work with people, I have the, those methods to bring that out of you, to stress test your short list of options, maybe offer alternative views, because there's no point in imply, applying your scarce resource and heading off in the wrong direction. We want to make sure, we call it the golden month, that first month, if we're working with somebody in, say, the mastermind group, um, making sure they're on the right track and they've got absolute crystal clarity of the right strategy. They know the resources required, and then we can head off at pace in the right direction. It's not just speed, it's speed and direction. So we recently did a number of workshops amongst our mastermind and mentees and also some of our Equihub members and looked at the different ideas uh, and skills required. So if you think about the ideas of creating cash flow, write down a list, follow down the right-hand side, write down a list of what skills have you got. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. You've got a career that's lasted a year, three, five years, 10 years, 20 years, however long. What are your skills? And this is about repurposing skills and doubling down and really focusing what resources have you got? How much time can you put aside? How much money? Um, if you haven't got any money or very little time, then you need to bake that into your um, analysis of which strategy, and we can help you with that. What connections have you got? And this quite often, we need to draw people out of their shell. I'm always surprised at how much knowledge people have got, who they know, but they just don't know. They don't recognize the con connections that they've got. So really helping people grow their business successfully and think differently. And it's amazing what gets uncovered. You can use things like psychometric testing, wealth dynamics, um, to look at your strengths. Um, and that, that's a great method of looking at what type of skills you've got. And you'll see that maybe you're, you're great at analysing things, but not very good at presenting. You may be brilliant at strategic, creative thought process, but not very good at the deal-making and the structuring. Um, so find people and work with people who fill in the gaps. So these are the, the elements that you're looking at. And down the left-hand side here is some of the things that not only were identified, the list goes on, there's four pages of A4 of just all these umpteen ideas, hundreds of ideas of how you can create additional cash flow. And these are some of the areas that our mentees and, and masterminders have actually done. They're doubling down, they're focusing resources, creating fees on their own deal flow, um, sourcing, some set up sourcing businesses. Some have moved into business consultancy because that's what their, their core skills are, are good at. But one gentleman just started a legal practice, um, moved away from the day job of law and now got his own legal practice. Um, online selling, consultancy, some are investing in businesses, some are acquiring businesses, some have got more money and less time, some have got uh, more time and less money, different equations there. One's retraining to be a broker, somebody else is right, well, three people actually have written or writing books. Um, you can look at SaaS and without 
ever stepping close to pension liberation. There are ways where you can use a SaaS to invest and create income stream for your, for your business as well. You have to be very careful how you do that, but there's ways there. So lots of different ways, very vibrant. And looking at short-term and medium-term, three to four years goes very quickly. So don't be in too much of a hurry to grab cash flow really quickly, unless you need to. But compartmentalize your time. Go for the quick wins, yes, but build a long-term value, a long-term uh, approach to creating value. Other time, other way, you, you just you'll just be spending six months, a year, two years, just trying to grab cash flow quick, and you'll still be doing that in three, four, five years' time. So try and build something that aggregates and creates that that value. So what defines your high-performance culture? What is your system that you have a mindset, strategy, cash flow, leverage, assets, protection, and scale? How do you systematically approach this and what's your operating model? Now, I mentioned EquiHub a number of times today because that's where we pump all of our content, all of our knowledge uh, for the benefit. Um, mastermind and mentees, they've got access to this as well. But you can access this knowledge as, as well. It's all about results. We've got the videos, tutorials, templates. Everything is structured within a very clear, sequential, 20-step development process system. So there is content and knowledge at each one of those systems. And the development program, the development masterclass is also broken down like that. We do specific masterclasses. The last three have been raising private capital, property development, and SAS pensions. Every month, you're invited to a live Zoom. It's about two and a half hours long. So you get to meet the professional team, see more case studies, people like you know, inspirational stories like Bjorn and, and many more. Um, and you get the chance to offer um, the questions and insights as well. Um, so you play an active part in that. We've got a trusted partner network, I give away a couple of my books um, um, uh, in there as well, hard copy and, and ebooks, And, of course, you get the wall planner as well. Um, each week we're adding new resources, and coming soon, these are the ones that uh, we've got planned at the moment. I'm in the process of preparing, um, Bjorn mentioned the supported living that we do, supported living, social, uh, social impact investing, very special series that we're recording um, very soon. And we record these live, so you get the chance to play a part in it. Um, Nigel's looking at a Finding Deals Masterclass as well. So you learn the refined techniques. Um, we've got more case studies coming, and we've got regular podcasts, as you know, as well. And we record those podcasts on YouTube as well. Um, and as of tomorrow morning, uh, Nigel, I think you're recording a planning masterclass series as well with uh, one of our trusted partners. Absolutely. Very excited as well. Um, yeah, one of our trusted partners, a, a great friend of the Academy. Um, he's a planning consultant. Um, he's worked with us over many, many developments over the years, um, been hugely successful in supporting us. Uh, to get to where we need to get to as well from a results perspective. And I'm really pleased to say that we've got a, a planning podcast series that's um, coming out. So I'm, the first recording is tomorrow. Um, 
It's over five episodes. Uh, the first one tomorrow is all about the difference between prior approval and full planning, the, uh, the mystique of the different types of planning there. We then move on to kind of, you know, talking around the journey of the planning process. You know, what, what is it? What, what is that journey? What does it mean? Timescales, these sorts of things. You know, why, why do we need planning permission? You know, that's going to be in uh, episode three. Um, there's also a very good business uh, opportunity for planning gains. You know, you can just see the incremental and exceptional increases in value just by getting a piece of paper on a plot of land, you know, these sorts of things. And there's many, many people within the academy that that's their strategy. You know, mm-hmm. they, they push planning, they add the value and they sell it on to developers and do very, very well. And of course, with every, every upside, there's always downside. You know, there's, there's pitfalls, you know, things to watch out for. And that's, that's equally as important as celebrating the successes of these sort of strategies to understand the pitfalls so you can navigate and hopefully save yourself uh, many, many thousands of pounds. So, yeah, really excited. And that starts tomorrow morning, which is going to be great. And it's for the benefit of the... The Equihood members, um, they'll be they'll be posted in there and probably other locations as well. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you would like more inspiration, why not join our Facebook group, Property Developers and Investors, or visit our website, www.equaacademy.co.uk.